1: Hello and welcome to our podcast Let Me Talk, I'm Michelle Ellman And
2: I'm Molly Lee and in this podcast we talk about everything from sex to spirituality, dating to diet culture
1: And this episode we are welcoming you into 2019 with a whole podcast not dedicated to New Year, New Me We are going to be the antithesis to all the other New Year, New Me, New Diets conversations that are existing in the world right now
2: yes because spoiler alert
1: you're still you yes yeah (laughs) you're still you I do believe in using resolutions um to better yourself and I have been a big believer in that I just don't think you get better when you lose weight so I don't make any bodily resolutions anymore I think they're all destined for failure because like (laughs) I just don't think exercise or restricting your diet is something that lasts year round anyway, so like you're going to give up probably right after Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I just think that there never, there's never a good time to start a diet, but probably the worst time to start a diet is like as a new Year's January basically. 1st, yeah, yes. Yeah,
1: yesterday, if you started a diet yesterday, today is the day to end it. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's a good 24 hours but now it's time to go. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. time to go and 2019 will be our year where we are going to become more body Positive and get rid of diet culture from our lives. um And I think the first year I made, I think the first year was probably 2016, was the first year I didn't make a weight loss or body related goal. Um, That's amazing. It was like, it was really empowering. And I like, I still sometimes, I think I had a fitness goal in there, I wanted to run a 5K. Um, but nothing about what I looked like, nothing mm. about how what I weighed, nothing about um, cutting out foods um, or restricting in any way. Mm. Um, and since then, I've used it to make resolutions to, as I said, better yourself because we all know I love personal development and exactly. self-help stuff. Um, it's
2: all about you can be a better you, but if you make those resolutions and wishes... Uh, with the root in self-hatred. Yeah. Then it's not really going to get you far. So I
1: remember 2017, my goal was to say... No, and not feel guilty about it and I remember the first time I did it was I think it was the 10th of January because I'd just come back to England it was the first time I'd come back to England realistically in Hong Kong there's not really like saying no to things because if I don't go I just don't go but I do feel the pressure here because it's like my friends invite me to things I remember it was the 10th of January and I just arrived off the plane and when I arrive from Hong Kong I get like the five o'clock in the morning flight so I arrive here at five o'clock in the morning. Um, and that evening, my friend called me up and was like, hey, do you want to come do a pub quiz? And I was like, yeah, pub quiz sounds really fun. Yeah, sure. And then hung up the phone and was like, I don't actually want to go. Why did I say yes to that? And I was like, wait, it's my resolution. And here's the thing about resolutions. People are like, oh, well, you just failed it because you're meant to say no and, like, and not feel guilty about it. But it's not a pass or fail thing. It's the thing I was working on for the whole year. Yeah. And so I called the person back. And I was like, I'm not coming to the pub Quiz. And I didn't give a reason why, because that was the other part of my resolution, is to say no and not justify yourself. Mm. Um, and there were so he was like, but why? And I was like, just cuz. He was <laughs> like, but why? And I had got the phone. Like I was he was like, you were acting really strange. And then I was like, okay, bye. And <laughs> I got the I'd phone. i to hear that conversation. And then I realized, oh wait, okay, maybe I could justify why if I've previously said yes probably a good <laughs> idea because yeah but this is where like resolutions are a learning curve absolutely yeah and 2018 a lot of my goals were around like my love life
2: yeah Michelle because you had a word for 2018 <laughs> yeah. can't you tell us what
1: that word was so I have this. I had this thing that I started in 2017 which was like a word of the year um, and my word for 2017 was accomplishment. So at the beginning, I was, I loved it because I was really focused on it. Anytime I was like confused or lost, I focused on the word. Anyway, I tried to redo it for 2018 and, uh, <laughs> Malia looks to drag me. Um, my word was intimacy. How did that go? <laughs> okay. Five first dates this year. Five first dates, uh, zero second dates.
2: Maybe the universe mistook it for intensity. No, maybe... The, no. Can maybe we not
1: analyse this? Can we just move on? Can we leave 2018 where it belongs oh. in the past? We are in 2019 now. We are living in the future. We don't need to relive past resolutions that yeah. did not work out. And I don't think I'm going to be doing a word of the year this year. No. But uh, it was a nice idea. Like, a lot of people do it. But, like, you can make your word, like, connection or... Um, I don't know, I can't think of any other ones. It's quite hard to do, like, but to, uh, it worked because I originally wanted to do it in 2017. In 2018, I was kind of, like, forcing it into something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like I learned a lot about intimacy in 2018. I just didn't did. put it into action. You
2: taught me a lot about intimacy. Did I? I? Good advice.
1: You could. I'm yeah. glad I can help you in your love life.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
1: Always the life coach, never the life <laughs>
2: No, but I think 2018 was just, for a lot of us, it was an awful year. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. We were suffering. You know,
1: I think it might have been more our age than the year.
2: I, I was blaming all the, uh, all the retrogrades all the time oh, yeah! How the entire summer of 2018 there were like
1: five had... retrogrades yes. and me and Amalia sending each other memes for us to survive yeah.
2: so we were just suffering and we were always blaming like the planetary alignments but...
1: I remember there was one in August and we, well there were five in August and then I remember saying Amalia Amalia it's going to end on the 27th and you were like oh my god what's going to end and I was, like, I was like I think this one and this one ends on the 27th but we like we basically both have like half the knowledge on astrology but not the full knowledge. Yeah. So we're trying to like piece it together and then you're like, Michelle, another one starts on the 29th. <laughs> Everybody like this... thought it
2: was gonna end it just
1: continued. <laughs> it was like this forever cycle of like, oh my god there's a new retrograde. Yeah. And realistically every other year there were probably a million retrogrades going on. Although I was told in 2018 there was the biggest planetary shift that the, the world the Earth has
2: ever seen in a century. So maybe that's why, but I ended up just telling myself, okay, Amalia, get your shit together. It's not the universe, it's you. Yeah, that, that was
1: me around October. The, yeah. Also, at by October, I realised I was getting bored with myself. I was literally like, okay, I'm so bored of this. like, mm. moping around, comparing myself. I did a lot of that mm-hmm. in like, I feel like I went through so many different identities because I was trying to adopt everyone else's identity. Yeah, you did. I was like, <laughs> you're doing well. Maybe I could just be like you instead. Yeah and then like it was one day in like therapy my therapist was like you don't realize the reason why you're successful is because you're you not because <laughs> like, you're else." what and then it was just like this realization that all these people i was comparing myself to like literally weren't doing as well as me yeah but i was like oh but they're more beautiful like their feeds are more beautiful mm-hmm. whatever it was like whatever small minutiae of their life looked like it was going right I picked up on it was like I want that in my life
2: I think that comparison is the thief of joy and that's just like one you can achieve everything you want but once you start comparing yourself you're going to find something you haven't achieved and you're going to focus on that but
1: also it's so strange because in 2017 the reason why 2017 was such a good year for me is because it literally was like I had blinders on to the rest of the world and Mm -hmm. just focused on my path and building what I wanted to build and creating the content I wanted to create um And just, like, creating stuff. And just, Mm. like, I did my TED Talk that year. I got my book deal that year. And then I think I had in my head also, I had such unrealistic expectations for 2018 that the growth that I had in 2017 would continue. Which, obviously, there's going to be a plateau. And then the expectation around my book was Mm. massive. And it was just, like, it was in the middle of summer. No one was here. Like, Mm. um, and so everything came, but it came two months later. Mm. And... In those two months, I, like, unraveled myself to the point where when the two months were, were, like, over and people were back at work and the Daily Mail article came out and Loose Women came out, I couldn't enjoy any of that because I had ruined the last two months being, like, I have nothing to do. And realistically, if I had been in a good headspace, I would have used the summer, like I normally do, to recover, take some time off, turn my phone off, go on holiday, but instead I just used all of that spare time to, like... Drive myself crazy, essentially.
2: Mm -hmm. So maybe 2018 was the year where you kind of learned the hard way what not to do. Yeah. And I think, so in a way, 2018 made us stronger.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Mm -hmm. So what do you
1: think you want to go into 2019 focusing on? Hopefully I'll have slightly less
2: mental breakdowns than 2018. That's like my primary goal.
1: I feel like you got through the worst of your anxiety by the summer, though.
2: I also got my anxiety in 2018. Yeah, but worse. what I mean
1: is by the, by, like, the first yeah. half of 2018, yes, yeah. but by the summer it was pretty much, like, gone.
2: Yeah, I would say, yeah, but the thing Late is that summer. I was going through crippling anxiety and a heartbreak, so it's just like, I was, like, not okay. Yeah. But I think maybe 2018 taught me how to really keep on going, Yeah. even when things in your life are not going the way you expect them to. To kind of just to stay on track I think, and try like not to, I try I think I learn how to not spiral further down, how to kind of stop myself from yeah. reaching okay, I reach rock bottom, but I mean if there is a place lower than rock bottom no, but, I wasn't there. But so. like
1: your rock bottom is still higher than your rock bottom two years ago. And I think that is what Yeah. if we consider it like a wave, um the you you didn't get as low like we both have that filter in us now where we're like we're kind of doing this to ourselves Mm -hmm. i remember there was a point in maybe september when i sent you a text and i was like so in the last two weeks i have like not changed out of my pajamas not put my blinds up stayed in my bed to do my work and you were like michelle you're literally like creating this (laughs) stuff
2: Yeah, and I think that's so important to kind of learn how to take responsibility for your own happiness and because I noticed for myself if I start to spiral, it's so important for me to kind of grab it before I spiral further and then I instead of just allowing myself to spiral I will kind of start doing some self care Yeah, doing small things, for instance with my anxiety if I start isolating myself and avoiding doing things that makes me anxious I need—I know I need to gradually kind of get back into it with exposure therapy, pushing myself instead of getting very comfortable in my own home and not leaving the house for two weeks because, you know
1: yeah, <laughs> it's easier
2: <laughs> it's easier but I also think it's because
1: I don't know, I think from on my side it was like I'd had like, three or four really good years. Like, between 2017 and my PTSD, literally nothing. My life was on the up, and obviously I had, like, bad moments in my life where I thought, like, oh, what am I doing with this or that? Um, but it, on the whole, it was, like, on the up. And I think 2018 was the year to remind me that, like, if you throw all of your routines out the window, and mm-hmm. you throw all your self-care out the window, and you don't do any of it, then, of course, your life is going to fall apart. And, like... Also, I learned that I don't need... Like, what I tend to do is make myself feel really, really bad. And then that's when I'm like... And you've seen me do it. This is, like, such a bad passion of mine. Where, like, I will make myself feel so bad. And it's only when I feel bad enough that I'll go, okay, we need to do something oh about Oh, my God, this. me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, my motivation to, like, oh, fix wow. myself. Yeah. And, like, it will be in that low moment where I'll mm. go, like, and send really, like, adventurous emails. Because a lot of... When you're a freelancer like me, a lot of it is like pitching to brands and pitching to like, um, like speaking, speaking people or like whatever, speaking agents Mm. and things like that. And it's scary pitching to people, like sending an email to someone you don't know and just trying stuff. Mm. But I will never do that when I'm feeling good. I only do it when I'm at my lowest low because I have the mentality of like, what's there to lose? My life is shit anyway. Yeah. But it was this moment, like, where I realised in 2018, like, why am I making myself feel bad in order to do my work? Like, I don't need to have that negative motivation in order to be like, might as well do it. Like, there's nothing to lose. Like, I can actually just build from a place of actually feeling good.
2: Yeah, I think that is so important to learn how to take care of yourself and have certain routines and rituals that help you. And that's so individual what that means for everyone but I think in general just like regular sleep pattern for instance and not drinking tons of alcohol just those like small things don't wait until you hit rock bottom to take care of yourself yeah you don't
1: need a breakdown to take a break yeah
2: good point yeah Um, and you don't need a breakdown for a breakthrough
1: I think on the good side of it 2018 made me a businesswoman definitely like hundred percent like actually took control of my business i was that person who never opened my bills i was that person who literally like buried my head in the sand when it came to like financial stuff um 2018 was the year i got an accountant 2018 was the year i like actually dealt with my finances and was like okay how can we actually like move over from coaching and like start, I mean, this podcast, for example, and like, mm. I had to like twist Amelia's <laughs> Amelia, arm to kind of do this because she's like, has a job, has a university. And she was like, Michelle, I don't have the time. And I was like, if I do everything, <laughs> will you do this podcast? Because I need something good in my life right now. But it was like, I mean, 2018 was the year we started this podcast. Like, yeah. there were good things. And you had good things in 2018,
2: too. I did have good things. I just can't think of <laughs> No, wait. Podcast was good. Um, you got wow. back to Instagram? And I disappeared for Instagram.
1: But you also got back. You're posting. Wow, you
2: are really seeing the glasses half full, yeah. Well, because
1: it's over. Now we don't, we're we not in 2018 anymore, so it's yeah. over. So we can like yeah. be like, okay, there were some good things.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have a good think about all the good things that happened in 2018.
1: What do you want to focus on? Like, I always i never focus on my life because i think that's too broad of an a thing and i remember mm. like to that beginning of 2018 i very was very clear about i wanted to focus on my career and i want to focus on my love life my career i kind of sorted especially like getting an accountant just cut out a lot of the fear i have in terms of like the business side of stuff um 2019 i think i want to focus on my love life <laughs> Since we kind of dropped that goal halfway through the year. um, I think 2019 is the year I like get to work on that and like sort that out.
2: Yeah.
1: I think I need to go back to dating.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) What's your 2019 area of your life?
2: I think 2019 I want to be more, get more things done and beat procrastination. Which is probably never going to happen but I'm going to say it out loud. I need to stop procrastinating because I am the worst procrastinator you've ever seen. Everything I do, I do last minute and I don't still don't know how I get it done. But then again, I get things done, but it's just always last minute work and getting things done and kind of, you know, just having more routine. Start yeah. something and finish it. Well, you started
1: this podcast and you've not finished yeah. it, but like, as in this yeah. is a consistent
2: commitment. It's a you consistent made. commitment because I'm very bad at like consistent commitments. Yeah anything I do I tend to kind of yeah you know I go to the gym and then I don't go to the gym you know it's yeah. just a, it's like a pattern I have and kind of work a bit more about but don't do you think I don't know I have a thing around procrastination that I think procrastination is just when you're not inspired by something that is true because I noticed that there are the things that would procrastinate will be things I would not be that interested in Yeah. but I do also procrastinate fun things sometimes
1: <laughs> really? yeah like what I, kind of thing?
2: like things I enjoy doing what like, what,
1: like, you'd procrastinate going out? Or, like...
2: Oh, yeah, I do that.
1: How do you procrastinate
2: going out? If I'm going to go somewhere in the evening, even if I'm looking forward to it, i yeah. still wait for as long as possible until I start getting ready and then I show up late. Is that procrastination, no? No. I wouldn't, cl- I wouldn't use the word procrastination, but I get I what you I know mean. I need to get ready, but I don't. So I'll turn up with wet hair and be like, hey.
1: Yeah, but your timing has got better. Like, any time you said you were going to turn up at, like, 2 o'clock, you do... Except today. Yeah, but today, I also went to the supermarket without any other yeah, words. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm getting better. And I do think that I've been working on that in 2018. Yeah. I think 2018 was also the year when I got called out on my behaviour by several people. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, think that is, like, I learned how to... To be fair,
1: if 2019 is about you, like, finishing goals yeah. and, like, finishing commitments...
2: That's a good thing for your uni. Yeah, I almost dropped out. Yeah. And I already dropped out twice. But, so like, I remember I
1: Amalia sent me a text about that one day. And I she was like, Amalia, you're not that only person to hate university. Like, everyone hates university. And yeah. she was like, but how did you survive it? And I was like, honestly, by going out a lot. Like, I went, also, I, ha- I was in a new relationship. So, like, I was in the, like, intensity of all of that. In, th- in final year, which was the hardest uh, year to get but through. But I
2: still hated it when I was in a relationship. Yeah, but it's kind of like, you look at your life as a no, I don't hate high it all chart. No, I don't hate it all the time. It's just sometimes, I I think for me, it's just when something doesn't make me feel super inspired, I tend to kind of, I give 50%, not 100%. Yeah, 100%. But what I'm
1: saying is like, let's say university takes out 50% of your life right now. As long as the other 50% of your life is good, I can put up with the other 50%. The
2: other 50% is motivating myself for, to go to university.
1: No, what I mean is, like, your university is not your entire life. It's yeah. not all you do all day, every day. Absolutely like, it's, not.
2: I should do more of it. <laughs> Another goal for 2019. You're missing my point. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see your point. I'm just joking. I don't hate university that much, but it's just an example. Because I'm in a situation where I was just like, what am I doing in life? Yeah. But I think I've been having a lot of... I think once
1: you're classes. out of university you will know what you want to do with your life and you'll yeah. be able to have the choice Yeah, I think there are so many things you're good at like I genuinely think Amalia should be an agent um, I think I you'd be should. so good to be, like so good as an agent I would um, But all of those things, it's kind of, uh, it's, university in our world now is just like an unnecessary evil. I feel like, that's not even the right phrase. I don't think it's the right phrase. But like, it's just a thing. I never saw it as an option. So I stopped questioning it. And this is what I told him on the text, but I was literally like, I have to do it. I have to finish it. I'm quite good at finishing things I start. So like, I think in my entire life, I've not finished one project. Yeah. I've started and that was my online course which just like went down the toilet <laughs> yeah I think,
2: and I think it's called, it called the five second rule
1: oh what where you like have to do something about something if yeah. you think about it
2: yeah it basically when you start questioning whether or not you're going to do something that is when you start yes. procrastinating that's not when you start not doing it but if you just get it done, that's where, especially like me in the mornings, I know that if I start questioning, wait, do I actually have to wake up right I now? I had to do that with the supermarket today. Yeah, it's like when you start like, mm, well, I don't really need to, you know? And then that's when you just have to very quickly just do it, yeah. get it done. Like, wake up in the morning, don't put your alarm But so that you feel better in 30 minutes because you will still feel awful in 30 minutes. To just, elaborate you know. the
1: five second rule, the thing is that you have to do something towards it. So you don't actually have to do it. So I did this with the gym when I first started working out um, for the first time and like to build that pattern of working out it's all um, that habit. It's really hard in the beginning because it's like, you don't have the motivation of knowing where you could end up. Um, so if I had that, like I should go to the gym today within five seconds, I would put my gym leggings on or I'd put my sports bra. It doesn't mean I went to the gym within five seconds. Mm-hmm. It was you that just, I did, you take an action, towards, take sport, an action yeah. towards it and it stays within your brain. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a huge thing that I think when it comes to resolutions, a lot of people think about the stuff the whole time. And I do think we have too much of a pass and fail mentality around resolutions. That it's not like a resolution for the year. It's that like, and this very much starts from diet culture. It's like, I'm going to cut out bread this year, for example. And then the first time you eat bread, it's like, let's forget about that goal. Obviously, we're not doing any restriction type goals. We're not doing any diet culture type goals. But let's say something like, Um, I'm going to communicate better. And let's say you have a, like, really bad temper and your goal this year is to communicate better. Maybe the first time you raise your voice is in, like, end of January. That's not your goal over. That's not you, like, done for the year. Yeah,
2: because people do that. They're like, we want to communicate better. And they have, like, one argument. They're like, oh, no, wait, fuck that. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm going to say, yeah. And they are like, like, oh,
1: I'll do it in 2010. uh, (laughs) What's the next year? 2020, Oh, my God, it's 2021 year. Oh
2: my God. That's so strange. That's crazy. 2010. <laughs> Let's oh, go wow. back. Yeah. <laughs> Start again. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> um, but
1: it's that thing of why are you quitting a goal just because you, like, I think that's the language that's very much only around resolutions and not so much around goals, is that your resolution you literally can't, fail once Mm -hmm. and if you fail it oh we'll do it again next year Um, and it's just such a weird way of looking at it it's like 365 days you're really gonna do it every single day it's more of a commitment to yourself that you're gonna try to do something Exactly.
2: Um, and if you just, you don't need to be perfect. If you just, for instance, if your goal is communication, if you just communicate 50% better. Yeah. Or, or if you just. Or communi- 10%. You do, yeah. Or just you do it on 50% of the days. Like even yeah. that, you're still making progress. You're still doing better.
1: I remember I know, knew someone last year who made their resolution to make their bed every day. um And it's even things like that where people are like, oh, I didn't make my bed today. Okay, let's just quit it. And yeah. it's like, no. No. Well, you made a resolution to make your bed every day. Like, you forgot one day one day out of 365 is like next to nothing yeah so what are some resolutions people can make that have nothing to do with their appearance nothing to do with their body and maybe like are will better their life without changing who they are like changing their
2: appearance uh work on maybe everyone has their weak spots something they know that they could improve yeah for instance maybe like we mentioned with communication we we mentioned with procrastination just these Saying things. no more. Saying no more, yeah. Saying
1: yes more. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: If you're the kind of person who always turns in, votes down, maybe make, make an agreement with yourself that, like, every week you have to say yes to something that scares I you. I should definitely do that,
2: because I'm that person who always says no to everything.
1: But that's a really cool thing to do, that, like, you can be like, every week I have to say yes to something. Yeah. Like, how I made that resolution, and that resolution actually stuck all year, was that I consciously, every, like every day was like do i actually want to go to this before i said yes to anything i was like do i need to do i want to go to this or am i saying it out of obligation like even if it was saying yes to some work commitment and i was like do i actually want to do this or am i just saying it because i don't want to say no
2: that's so interesting because for me i actually like i'm one of those people who is a very extreme introvert i'm outgoing but i'm a very introverted person so uh i never really feel like going anywhere (laughs) to put it that way except seeing Michelle is fine because she lives like 50 minutes from me and walk but uh, I literally every event except like a few events but like most of the time I feel like saying no so for me if I ask myself do i really want to do this the answer is always going to be no you don't you want to be home and watch netflix and eat candy that's what you want to do so i actually know that if i always turn down things because then i will never go anywhere and i know that if i always turn down things then that's going to make me unhappy as well yeah i know that i will feel better after i do it. yeah so i'm one of those people i think me and you are so different because you have a tendency of saying yes too much and i have a tendency of saying no too much yeah but finding out which one applies
1: to you, yeah, so that's an example of a res- resolution, like either saying like no to something that you wouldn't normally say no to once a week or something like that yeah. um for people who want a body positive resolution, I think a great thing when it comes to food is um that you have to cook a a meal once a week or you have to cook um try a new recipe it's like building up a relationship with food that isn't mm-hmm. about the calorie content isn't about exactly. like the nutrition of it even it's just more about the actual like I don't know I think there's something with cooking where it's about respecting food and like Absolutely. building a relationship yeah. that's so much broader than just like calories in calories out dynamic exactly. and it's one of the reasons why I love food is because like you know I cook a lot I bake a lot mm-hmm. Um and it's not really about like like I didn't sit and eat all the cookies I baked just now like they're sitting in the kitchen I've not thought about them once but it's making food so much more about, like, family and friendship and, like, I enjoy that. I like cooking for people and having friends over. Exactly. One of my friends had made a resolution to do a dinner party once a week. is so I, nice. yeah, So nice. That's but a lot of dinner parties. It's a lot of dinner parties. I would have done once a month, personally, yeah. but, like, that was something she did. Um, get into a new hobby once a week. That's if you want to change your relationship with exercise. Um,
2: try a new sport. Once a month, once a week, whatever you want to do. Exactly, and find something that you feel like it's good for you and doesn't trigger you, doesn't bring negative thoughts and emotions. Because I feel like a lot of people, especially now with the new year, they feel like they have to go to the gym and they have to be on that treadmill for one hour. Don't do that because... It's boring. or I mean,
1: unless you really like it. Also, it's really annoying for people like me who work out all year long because like, I never get a treadmill in January and February. Oh, really? And then people disappear after Valentine's Day. Wow. Genuinely. Like, I can find a treadmill after February, but yeah. January, February, I can't. Ne- like, all the cardio machines are always taken.
2: I never understand why people voluntarily stand on treadmills because it's the worst thing ever. I hate it intensely. Um, well, you we go for a run outside. Yeah. But, like, find movement that you like. Don't fall into the pressure that just because it's New Year, you have to be at the gym. Yeah. Because you don't. If you want to go there, go there. But you don't have to do anything.
1: You can start... um, A resolution could be starting meditating. That's another thing. Yeah.
2: That's something that I want to start more. Really? Because I don't do it enough. Yeah, no, I...
1: I don't do it enough when I feel bad. Yeah. I do it it when I feel good. And then I forget about it when I feel bad. I
2: think that could be such a good, like, resolution. If you're not... In like tune with your spirituality. I'm not saying that you have to be spiritual, cause, spiritual, because you don't. But maybe learning, like focusing more on like meditation, breathing. And uh, there are a lot of apps. apps that will help
1: you with that. Like yeah. if someone was telling me about Headspace for the day. And, like, I don't know how many lot... times
2: I've been told about that Headspace app, I never downloaded it. But yeah, apparently it's very good.
1: Um. But yeah, no, I just use guided meditations on Audible. Yeah. But, um. What else can they do? They can. You can do um you can create a like really nice self-care ritual like around your body so i know Mm. a lot of people use like moisturizing as the time to like appreciate your body and touch your body in a way that's not like pinching your fat
2: um
1: yeah it's just like almost like massaging yourself but like actually appreciating your body and because we do have this tendency to like pull at our skin um it is a great thing to counter that
2: another resolution could be for instance if you have let's say you have anxiety you have an eating disorder you have a mental uh, mental illness that you know will get better by you working on it because I mean not every mental illness is all like that but some mental illnesses for inside of myself I have anxiety and I know for myself that there are things that I can do yeah that will make it better and same if you have an eating disorder you know that there are certain things that makes it worse and certain things that make it better yeah. maybe find ways and do what's right for your recovery yeah no matter like what kind of mental illness you're recovering from and also like maybe physical health maybe people also know that they can make choices that are best for their bodies
1: yeah i think also uh one of the resolutions that i had one of the years was to spend less time on my phone so i had to like turn my phone off for three hours every week Mm -hmm. um, which is like next to nothing but it does actually have an impact um Oh, one of my New Year's resolutions this year that I actually completely forgot about, but I did stick to, was to actually work within um, working hours, that nine to six. So after Mm -hmm. six, I stopped replying to emails, and I have pretty much stuck to that. Um, And weekends, I don't reply to emails anymore, um, which was a huge thing for my mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, So creating work boundaries can be a really great
2: resolution. Boundaries in general. I know me and Michelle, we say boundaries all the time, we are the biggest fans of boundaries. Yeah, Everywhere, we are. relationships, friendships, work, everything. Boundaries, go for it. More you, boundaries. How do you set it as
1: a resolution? Like, what's a good resolution? Have stronger them? boundaries. Yeah, but that's not a resolution. Resolutions Absolutely. have to be like specific.
2: It depends on what, because for instance, some people might have strong work boundaries, but they don't have strong boundaries in their relationship. They might say okay, yes So how to.
1: would you how would you set a boundary in? How would you set a resolution
2: for someone who has bad boundaries in their relationship? Okay. Say, for instance, uh, you are a person that says you say yes to everything your partner suggests, yes. and you just say yes to doing this. You do all the favors for your partner. Then maybe learning how to say no more—that okay. is a boundary. Okay. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to make it more practical and you're like trying specific. To
2: make it more practical, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you were that, and like measurable, yeah.
1: Because I like. I mean. <laughs> if you want to get into goal setting, (laughs) they're called SMART goals and the S stands for (laughs) specific. Oh, now it comes. (laughs) This is the coaching side of it. Yeah, but
2: I think everyone kind of... The M stands
1: for measurable. The A stands for achievable. R stands for realistic. And T stands for time because you have to set a time limit. Yes,
2: but I think that's kind of, that's so specific for each person. For instance, I know for myself, I would, when I would set goals for my anxiety recovery, I would set those goals super specific. It would be time, it would be everything. But I think, Everyone has different things. You know, everyone has exact. Yeah, but different then how families. do you know if you've
1: achieved it? You need to know if yeah, you've but I, achieved I it or not. We can't
2: give specific goals to each listener because we don't know. No, but we can like give practical. Yeah, we can give practical goals, but it all depends on the person and set realistic but achievable goals.
1: So I think one of the that's actually so funny i was just about to say something looked above Marlia's head and above Marlia's head was the thing i was going to talk about so Malia's now looking around, above her head there was a painting there. yeah there was painting there <laughs> and one of my uh, resolutions one year was to find a hobby that i was bad at because i have such a focus on like being good at everything that i was like mm-hmm. i just want to find something that i'm bad at and just enjoy it and like I don't care whether I'm good or not
2: if you say you're bad at painting I'm gonna slap you
1: no I genuinely am that's my the reason why it's, it's framed so nice the only reason it's framed is because it's the one good painting I'll show you the ones in the cupboard in a second okay <laughs> but like it's the one good painting I did and honestly the only reason I was able to do that is because I had a massive space because like it's basically me splattering a canvas and it went everywhere and I don't have that space anymore um but it was so liberating to feel like I didn't have to be good at something yeah, or that yeah. it was something worth doing, that even if I wasn't very good at it. Um, and that was actually the first painting I ever did. Um, and it's why I framed it, because I was like, I actually quite like it. Honestly, yeah. um, because it was just sitting in my, my study for so long, I was like, as well framing it. Exactly, it's so a movie
2: to those who have mm, perfectionistic tendencies. Yeah. You can do something about it if you are a bit of a perfectionist. I'm not a perfectionist, i can't relate i'm bad at everything and I embrace it <laughs> you are not bad at everything <laughs> okay no i'm just kidding but i'm one of those people like since the designed. woman who
1: was literally like and, and like your photography that's like not bad ass like no i'm kidding, but I'm a kidding. Great, yeah but photography is a great hobby to get into yeah. if you like um creativity and yeah. you want to explore your creativity more i think we have a very narrow uh, mindset around. Her creativity in general so that could be a resolution Absolutely, but there are a million resolutions you can make that have nothing to do with your diet your body your size um and those are just a few examples but yeah no I was I was very keen on giving practical
2: examples is not so keen (laughs) no I'm not so keen because I think it's just so individual
1: yeah I know but I just wanted like do you understand that like 90% of the world are going to be setting I want to lose ten pounds by the end of the year. Like I want to lose two inches. Like there are so, like that is going to be the majority of the world right now, and yeah. that might not be the majority of our audience. But I know there is still a big section of both of our audiences that still fall for diet culture every year, every yeah, di- every year at this time of year. I
2: think it's just important to remember that diets don't work long term.
1: Yeah, but then people are going to be like, "How about a lifestyle change?"
2: But. Is it a diet or is it a lifestyle change? If it starts on January first, it's a diet. <laughs> you can't say that about everything. No, but in general, lifestyle changes don't start January first. You no, think?
1: No, yeah. Have you not got into like this like resolution culture, like where everyone starts a like new resolution on January? I'm literally going to take you to the gym. And show you how many people are working out. And then six months later we'll come back and yeah, I'll that, show you how empty it is. That would be a diet, wouldn't it?
2: No, because people put it under the guise of like... What is the difference between a diet and a lifestyle change? I think they're the same thing. Wow. That's interesting.
1: <laughs> You'll say that really sarcastically right now. No, no, I was
2: not sarcastic. I was thinking like that's Fine.
1: You, people list, often you list, like you list a lifestyle change that is not a diet. Quit smoking. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better sleep patterns.
1: Oh, yeah, these, Reduce these are Reduce alcohol. See, you're giving very specific news yeah, resolutions right now. Yeah. <laughs> you left it until 37 minutes into the we podcast. got it out of me, finally. <laughs> Eventually, now we can
2: end the podcast. Yes, <laughs> that's all I, just, all I wanted. I just needed to say something useful and then we're fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got what I wanted, now yeah. we can finish it. But those are actually really good resolutions. I think I just... You know what's funny? I discovered that the other day I drink when I am happy and I don't drink when I'm... Like, you know I'm not drunk for the last, like, four months. because oh, like, oh, yeah? Yeah, and then only this week I've started wanting to drink because I actually feel, like, back to myself. Mm. So I think I just don't relate when it comes to um, drinking <laughs> and smoking and no, drugs. And, um, no. But if that's the thing you want to target... Either way, we're both pro you working on yourself. We're very clearly pro personal development, self-development, whatever you want to call it, personal growth. Yeah. Um, we just don't want you to fall for this scam that is every single year that you need to change your body um, or that this is the year you're going to achieve all your goals because you're going to hit your goal weight.
2: Yeah, um, exactly. Like, Of course, everyone has, everyone is allowed to make their own decisions about their own bodies, but it's more just kind of examine why you make those choices and if they are actually necessary and if they will actually make you happier make informed decisions at least
1: but also i think the saddest thing is like getting to the end of the year and like we were joking about my intimacy goal that like didn't happen Mm. but can you imagine if i had set a body goal and like Mm. you haven't lost the weight and you feel like none of your other goals can be achieved until you lose the weight Mm. I would hate to look back on the entire year and be like, I wasted the entire year and didn't even try to set other goals because I thought the goals, the other goals in my life, whether that's like getting a boyfriend or whatever it is, like, I mean, I don't even think that should be a goal, but whatever comes after you've lost the weight, after you've changed the body, after like you have whatever weird diet goals they set now. Like I, I don't even, cause I've not even read that stuff anymore. Um, but all of that like your dream life doesn't come after all of that Mm. and like if you if you still want to set a weight related goal or whatever just know that you can also set other goals alongside it like as a compromise between our like very extreme (laughs) anti-diet culture like set other goals and know that you're capable of achieving and bettering yourself in other ways um so that at least at the end of the year you can look back and be like even if you had a rubbish year like we had in twenty eighteen, there were so many things we learnt from last yes, year. Yes. Um that we grew in other ways even if it was like painful. And maybe
2: you had an amazing twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen it's just gonna slap you in the face. You never know. I mean,
1: let's just not be depressing
2: on the second of January. Okay, maybe not. I'll
1: withdraw. Save it, save save it for a few months. We can talk about this in the summer. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find us both on Instagram. We'll leave it in the description, um, and we do hope you have a lovely two thousand and nineteen. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> and we hope we have good two thousand and nineteen. Please, better well. <laughs> than Please.
2: Thank
1: you so much for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.